millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film. Now, this week we are taking a break from our regular format. Now, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you'll know we do a thing called Show and Tell, where we pick a film that we've watched recently that, you know, maybe perhaps we don't have time to do a full review on, or we just think, you know what, this might be better just talking about for a short period of time and maybe coming back to it at a later date. See, sort of thing, you know what I mean, you know, yeah. you know what I mean, Matt, don't you? Exactly, we want, right? We want people to let us know on social media, etc. Yeah. Is it a film that you'd like to see us cover in, in detail? And, and sometimes, some, sometimes yeah. we already know we're going to do them, I mean, of course. But even as, as I'll mention later, sometimes the movies are better to talk about when you're comparing them to another film, yeah, it's context, yeah, it's context, yeah. Um, but we also are going to try something new this week as well, so uh on twitter obviously we do uh, our one word review but this week we didn't think it kind of worked at fighting on film please do follow us um so i put up a hypothetical question and in the middle of the show we're gonna really delve into them because there are some right crackers in there um I yeah, it was asked... a great question and I, the responses are amazing actually some yeah. so this will really be, this thought will be, about it uh... yeah no it really did yeah this will be a new a new thing going forward um when the one word review doesn't happen um and our fourth hypothetical for this week is what war movie character would you want to be roommates with or share a house with um mm. and also before we start one last plug for uh the uh, machine gun corps centenary event at the uh, national army museum this weekend coming on saturday 10 till 4 um it's a, a spotlight saturday so lots of things going on for the figures gun fans people in kit special talks uh, matt's going to be there giving a talk on indirect fire 
I'm yeah. going to be there showcasing some of my Victoria Cross episodes. You are. There is a real Victoria Cross going to be there. Um, Reginald Graham's Victoria Cross is going to be there. Which is you know, when do you get to see a Victoria Cross that close ever? It's going to be yeah. really, really yeah, interesting. Absolutely. Also, it's free to the public. So it is. What more do you want? If you're in London on Saturday, please come and see us. You get to see Rich too. Um, yeah, friends of the hello. show. Come say hello. Yeah. And just lastly, before we, we dive into Matt's film, because I don't actually know what it is this week. Um, before we dive in, uh, we just recorded our guest spot on History Rage, um, that uh, podcast uh, where they get people in and you have a a, hist- a gripe, you know, like a, a, a thing you don't like about a certain subject and you get to wax lyrical on why you don't like it. It was um, quite a cathartic experience. Yeah, um, it'll be out in a few months. And I tell you what, we'll keep our gripe, our rage, secret yeah and we will find out when the episode drops yeah. and we'll be sure to let you know when that does as well exactly and if you don't listen to history rage please go and uh, seek them out because paul and kyle are are great at what they do and there's some good guests on there you've had people like peter caddick adams on and uh, alex churchill robert, from, lyman. Uh, robert lyman yeah yeah so please don't please go and seek them out if you have send them some sense off love their way so matt without further ado what is your show and tell film for this week it's dog soldiers i literally watched it again yesterday last oh night. amazing i tell you yeah. what i i've only seen snippets of it never seen the whole You've thing never seen it all the way through okay no. well, it's a cult classic it's it really is it's a really interesting movie so i mean spoilers slightly um it, it follows a section of british troops um who are on an exercise in uh, i think it's the highlands in scotland and it goes through bar um they're set upon by a, a pack of rabid wolverines um wolf people um, yeah and it's it's great it's it becomes a little bit of a last stand movie um they occupy a farmhouse and they have to try and fend off the wolverines um directed by uh, neil marshall who went on to do uh, a couple of other films i think he did uh what was it, it was, uh, centurion um hellboy uh, oh descent, wow a couple of okay. others he's done oh descent shit scary yeah yeah yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um and it, it's 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 a horror movie with a with a action military bent. Yeah, British squaddies, um, and it's a it's a really cool premise. And there's lots of cultural nods and and, and little bits throughout there. There's mm. lots of um, references to uh, stuff like H. G. Wells, um, aliens. Zulu gets mentioned um, mm-hmm. naturally. Um, the Evil Dead, of course, almost the. You know, people in a farmhouse uh, or shack mm. in the woods see uh and scary stuff happens it's if it it's yeah yeah um and it's great it's got it's got uh sean pertwee is in there he's the, he's the uh the, the section leader the the, uh, the sergeant um has some great lines in it throughout and then uh there's there's a really solid little you know english cast from you know early 2000s um the other standout being kevin mckidd um Ooh. From train spotting and yeah, yeah, Grey's yeah. Anatomy and, and stuff like that. Um, it's it's a really enjoyable movie. Um, you get to see SA80s. I think they're SA80 uh, L85A1s um, for a bit, and then they they kind of take the weapons from a from a, a dead special forces SAS uh, mm. squad. Um, so you get MP5s and, and cool stuff like that. Link and you miss it. There's, there's I think there might be an HKG forty one in there. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I remember it. But every every time we do a 
like a horror movie um, for for October. Um, people always go, oh, "You could do Dog Soldiers. You got to do Dog Soldiers." Um, yeah, so, I love it. It's, yeah. it's a cult classic. So it's, maybe it, there's a bit of humor in there, so it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always heard great things. I've seen, I've seen the section where I think they they try and fill a werewolf full of like MP5 nine mil, yeah. Yeah. and I think it doesn't die, does it, or something, and it keeps no. coming at them. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that bit. Um, and I know Sean Pertwee's in it, and I do love a bit of Sean Pertwee, it must have been. Um, he's great. It's, he's got it's some just great one. Lines. Yeah, I'm not, to be fair, listeners, I'm not the biggest horror movie fan. Um, Nor am I, really. I mean, I like a few of them. Yeah, I yeah. I like the classics, especially. Something like this, I watched, I think I watched like an in depth review of this on YouTube a few a few months ago because it just, you know, I just, I just enjoy learning about how movies get made. And I know the, the way they made this one, they were quite respectful to the, they wanted to get the soldiers right and things like that and wanted to get the kit as good as they could, things like that. Yeah, the kit um, isn't bad. It's not perfect, but it's good for the budget, you know. Like yeah, of course, yeah. Two million budget. Made five mil, launched um, Marshall's career. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Good. Proper cult classic. Maybe we'll have to try and seek him out, maybe get him on in October if we could. That would be really good. Oh, that'd be really yeah. fun, actually. That'd be great, yeah, or, or Sean Pertwee. Yeah, someone who's, inv- if, you know, someone who's involved, that'd be fantastic because it is a, it's one of those movies where you just want to learn why how do you how yeah. do you get something like that on screen because it's you know it, we always do like this world war ii zombie movies but the, you know how many like modern sort of werewolf sort of type ones are there yeah yeah and i, I mean the, the good thing about this is that the plot's good it's clever mm. the, the practical effects in it are good like yeah the, yeah yeah you can the see dialogue it's a dude is in a wolf soup yeah exactly. you know it is but mm. it's still scary it's nicely shot great great lighting and stuff and yeah and it's just a, it's a fun movie I, yeah it is. i hadn't seen it in quite a while and it was on it was on like film four or something okay. um and I, I i just threw it on and sat there and watched it um with my mom because we were we were on a on a, a break and yeah. um, on a holiday and um on the on the drive home my mom was like i enjoyed it but you know there were plot holes, weren't there? And I was like, yeah, there are, there are definitely plot holes. Get Mrs. Moss on the pod. <laughs> Mrs. Moss. Mrs. Moss. Get her on. Yeah, Sue so on for the um. Yeah. For the the in depth dog soldiers breakdown. <laughs> Sue's plot hole corner. <laughs> yeah. Right. She'd love it. She'd um. Well, yeah, it's a good movie. I definitely would recommend it, and it'd be a fun one to do for, as you say, for Halloween. In, in October, I think it would time. if the schedule works. And we always try and get. And you a haven't horror seen movie it either. That's fun. Yeah, not all the way through. I, I've seen clips. You know, you know, it's just one of their movies that always seems you always seem to miss. You know, or or, or you get you, you turn on the TV and it's like three quarters of the way through it, and you're like, oh, I can't start it now because it's it, um, you know not fair yeah, on the movie. For you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've um, definitely got to see it from the beginning. So yeah, so parts of it do not make sense. I think you might have inadvertently, Matt, picked our picked our October film. Maybe yeah. let us know on social media at Fighting on Film. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat. I know it, got, everything. I know it got a good uh, last year. I think I ran a a war, a war movie horror movie thread TikTok right? rolling, and I think it uh, yeah TikTok as well. Do follow us actually. Fighting on Film on TikTok. Um, help mm-hmm. us grow that. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, I think I mentioned it or someone mentioned it in a in the thread I did at Halloween last year, and it got a really good response. So. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely. I think we'll try and seek someone out for that. Um, so watch this space, guys. Um, as all I'll say. So, moving on to the fourth hypothetical. We haven't made a jingle yet. Yes, there may <laughs> or may not be a jingle. Um, 
yeah, so I thought as a change of pace from the one word review, um, because we don't go as in depth um, on these episodes, really. Uh, I thought just throw a fun question out there, something for people to engage with. And my God, the response. I think we're at nearly 70, 65 responses on it. I mean, it was really fun. There was some absolute corkers in there. I'm really sorry if we don't get everyone's in. Um, but the question was, you heard at the top of the episode, but I'll, I'll remind us all now, is what war movie character would you want to be roommates with? And obviously, before we get into yours, Matt, is there a war movie character you want to be roommates with? Ooh. Slash you know share I, a house with. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, I... I feel like I feel like um, Oddball would be a great housemate. It'd be a mess. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'd be a mess. But the vibe would be sweet. The, v- man. the vibe, be, man. It, mm. it, it, and you know, we'd have the best parties. Yeah, the wine and cheese would just be immense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every you know, day is a beautiful day. Every day is a beautiful day. Household. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and if your car breaks down, it's got a team of engineers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just take the tank. Just take the Sherman. Yeah. Hey, baby, I'm going to co op. You want anything? He <laughs> <laughs> would just make you like hero sandwiches every day. Get me, a, get me a bottle of the hawk and some hummus. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Please, Oddball. That'd be great. Thank you. He'd be like, You haven't paid the bills, Oddball. What have you been doing? Oh, you need some cheese, catch some rays. <laughs> I know you're good for the money, but come on. This is, this <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get beyond a joke now. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this one and I thought I would. Um, probably have uh even though you'd be an absolute bastard i know that everything would be in its place and i probably wouldn't have to lift a finger very much i would have bennett from the cruel sea stan <laughs> baker's character you would just eat sausages all the time yeah, yeah I mean, it's a small price to pay for him to be probably <laughs> the most prim and proper bloke it'd just be it'd be like what what's for tea tonight stan yeah uh, bennett, like uh, well <laughs> Snorkers. Snorkers again. Have you not have you not seen the menu on the wall there? <laughs> it's, just, it's just yeah. It's just it's just Monday, Friday. Like every day snorkers. And if you don't say good when he tells you, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I wouldn't but this is why I wouldn't want Ericsson because it'd end up annoying me and I'd call him a bloody murderer and then it'd be a carnage, wouldn't it? Think of the rows you could have. Yeah. With, with Ericsson. Uh over to the FOF listeners. So I'm not going any particular order. I'm just picking some out. So firstly, we had A.D. Bond, who says Skipper, Robert Shaw's character in uh, uh, Battle of Britain. Lovely house and check out that doorbell. And that got a few likes. Good reference. Very good. Yeah. And I said, I replied uh, uh, as the fourth Twitter uh, and I put uh, chunky roll necks for the winter and uh, Skipper hates energy bills. So, you know. Uh, then we had Thomas McCall, who's one of our patrons. Uh, nice to hear from you, Tom. He said, uh, Colonel Faulkner, Richard Burton from the Wild Geese, he'd get the drinks in, tell you all about his interesting mercenary adventures. How did he get out of Rhodesia to London, etc.? And would really take... I wouldn't want to go on holiday with him, though. No, well, no, probably not. Yeah, like, um, imagine catching a flight with him. Yeah. Oh, He'll God. miss whether you make it, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got, you know, <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, oh, it's a dodgy Dakota, but it's cheap. <laughs> um, Running to the gate with uh, with Colonel Faulkner is not something you want to do. <laughs> Sandy. No. Alan. 
Um, but then he also added, uh, would really take the hard decision to machine gun you if the heating bill was too high. Rest in peace, yeah. Rafa. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we had Dave Current, David Current, uh, who said, Sister Diana Murdoch from uh, Ice Cold and Alex. He said, She can down a pint and look after you when you have the sniffles. What's not to like? Yeah. I mean, that's point. fair. That's a good one. Uh, we also had uh, History Book Chat, uh, books to cover on uh, Twitter. He says, Hendley the scrounger, cupboards would always be stocked up, including plenty of loo rolls should there be another pandemic. Hmm. I like that. Solid choice. Solid, solid choice. Solid. Uh, day, Dr. Grant Harwood said, Stephen, the ship's surgeon from Master and Commander. I mean, you know from watching that film, he'd be a great roommate, smart guy, organised, plays an instrument, witty banter at mealtimes, just need to put up with some strange pets. Oh, God, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> then we had Steve Metcalf, Esquire. He said, Captain Anson from Ice Cold and Alex, a bit of a temper, but good at dealing with the cold callers. Great fun down the boozer. <laughs> then we had Richard Burton's character from uh, the uh, Where Eagles Dare. Uh, he put Richard Burton, he'd be very handy if there were any situations involving a cable car. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That was from Alexandra Wood. That's a good one. That's a good, good one. It's a good one. He'd be it? great. He'd be great at like you know you sat watching like a, a Who Done It like a, uh, on, on like maybe <laughs> yeah. a, like like a Scandi Who Done It and he'd be yeah. just there with a little book going. No, I know. I would, like episode one, end of episode one. He already knows who did it. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's got a great Parker collection for when it's cold in the winter. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Styling. Yeah. He he get irate with me just borrowing his jackets on. <laughs> exactly. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had lost in translate, tr- lost in translation, and he put the entire cast of the odd angry shot, and put welcome <laughs> patrol two two specialist in arson, murder, and drinking. Well, you know. You save on rent because there's quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, God help when it rains. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then Rubber put uh, as a reply to that, he put, "They'd empty your fridge in ten minutes." Uh, and Lost in Translation replied saying, "True, but the chats would be amazing, amazing and entertaining, and at least I'd know when it was raining." 
<laughs> then we had Mark and Sam the dog on Twitter. They said Color Sergeant Bourne, and he bullet pointed this organized, Ooh. firm but fair, compassionate when needed, will bayonet burglars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and Color Sergeant Bourne's there for Zulu, if any of you needed reminding. Probably don't. Uh, and then Dean Barden said, uh, Colonel Steiner is my pick. We'll look after his housemates first, and he's a gentleman. Also, looks and sounds pretty cool. Hmm. But then he might yeah. go mad and take over the town and hold everyone in the church if he has one of his well, moods. It won't, it won't be a dull Sunday, <laughs> will it? You know, it wasn't, no. It wasn't when he does. Nice. Yeah. And Dennis and Smocks all round. I mean, you can't complain yeah. there. Yeah. You know. Uh, then we had Ian Lambert. He said, crap game from Kelly's Heroes. He might moan about carrying stuff, but he knows everyone and can acquire everything. True. True. And that's a good one. Uh, Andy Hart put Sean Connery as Major General Roy Urquhart. Any canvassers, Halloweeners, or carol singers come to the house, and it's blam for the nearest window. <laughs> It'd be great too because he'd just live in the loft, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, you'd have the whole house to yourself. You'd have the whole house. Can I? Can I? I can't do. I can't do a Connery. I won't even try. We were like, "Can I come down yet?" <laughs> oh, it's no. a rare, it's a yeah, rare no, episode when Rob doesn't try. I didn't try. I didn't want to try. He'd be like, "Can I come down yet?" He'd be like, "No, no, German's still in the still in the street. Don't don't look out. Don't look out." He'd have to work from home though, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd, he'd yeah, he rip, would. He'd rip the internet. Um, but then again, Dennison smocks again, and Brown in high powers. Exactly so, true. True. Uh, Richard Bramfit put Irina Demick's character Janine from The Longest Day, a feisty French woman. I'm so shallow. <laughs> well, at least he knows. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good choice, uh, though. Good choice. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Rob Shipman made me laugh. He put the guy that brings Sean Connery a brew in a bridge too far. Can't go wrong with a housemate that brings you a drink, even when you're having a bad day. That's very true. Very true. I think that one might win. Who who wouldn't want a little subtleton to do all the do all the annoying jobs? Well, I mean, as we always say, there's no stand to until we've had a brew. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, we had Henry S. He said, "Have to go senior service for this. You know, Lieutenant Commander Erickson would always do right by you, and the mess bills be paid on time." See, he put up with Ericsson. You might not, but he would. He did. I might not. Yeah, I, I just can't. I, I can't forgive someone who, you know, even though they're attacking a submarine, runs some geezers over. It's a bit mean, you know. Um, well, that's that's a discussion for when we finally cover the call. Yeah, it scene. will be, won't it? It will be, won't it? Uh, Pete the Paint said, "Donny Hartman, you just know it would be a tidy house." And uh, yeah, AD... but it'd be a bloody nightmare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind living with him um, in his character from uh, Seizure Five Ace Glory. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That's a bit, he's a bit less hardline in that. Yeah, he's hardcore, um, but he's, 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 hard a, he's a laugh. Yeah. And then AD Bond said, and if you didn't make your bed properly, it would be out on the lawn, which that's very true. It would. And then finally, uh, sorry if we missed any of them out, uh, but we have Adam Brown, and he said Robin Williams as Adrian Cronauer. Uh, from uh, Good Morning Vietnam because there'd be no need for an alarm clock. Simple, simple. And he'd always have the peak tunes too. Exactly, writes itself. It's fantastic. Yeah. So if we, you know, whenever we do a show format that isn't um, that isn't a, a, a big review, um, we will do a fofa hypothetical. So and he's or equally, if you come up with some good ones, uh, message us, uh, DM us on the Twitter, and we can add them to like a little list, so um, we can have some good ones. So yeah, that'd be great. And that brings us nicely to your pick for this week's show and tell hello i'm al murray and you're listening to fighting on film the world's number one war film podcast what have you been watching 
So this week, uh, well, I say this week, it was a couple of weeks ago, I went down a weird sort of rabbit hole uh, and I I was actually looking for um, some Vietnam equipment that I want to add to my uh, airsoft uh, impression because I, I do Navy SEAL uh, Vietnam era airsofting. And I was looking at some hurdle or something and I came across a couple of rare, uh, rare Vietnam films. Uh, I can't remember the name of the other one off the top of my head, but the one I did find through this rabbit hole uh, was a, and this isn't a Vietnam War film, but it's set in Vietnam. Uh, it is Jump Into Hell from 1955. That's very hard to find, um, yeah, but you can get it on DVD. Um, and it's a 1955 film, as I said, but it's about the NDM Fu. Um, and it was very interesting because it's the first movie that's made about the NDM Fu, like a narrative movie, but it comes out a year, year after the actual battle in 54. But it's it's a weird one. It's a Warner Brothers production, so it's Hollywood. It was American made. American made, yeah. Right. Um, stars Jack uh, Serenas and uh, Kurt Kaznar, and who he was in Farewell to Arms and Fifty Five and Fifty Five Days at Peking. Um, oh, okay. The, the cast is kind of made up of foreign actors, um, right? Uh, because obviously the the volunteers that went into Indochina, some of them were German, uh, you know, South Vietnamese, French. And the cast reflects that. So there's one guy who's ex, I think he's ex-Africa core um, as he's jumping mm. in. Mm. But for it- that's a common, that's a common uh, thread on some of those early ones. Like uh, 317 platoons got um, a guy that was ex Vermont, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think they had a lot of like, mercenaries going out there. Because um, mm. some of them are Foreign Legion as well, I think, out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's an, it's an odd film. So I wanted to perhaps do a whole episode on it. But after watching the movie, I think it'd be unfair to do this one and then not talk about 1992's BNDM Fu. Because, uh, so Paul Schoendorfer's 1992 BNDM Fu is, for me, perhaps one of the finest foreign war films ever ever put to screen. It's, it's mm. The scale yeah, is fantastic. Cool. The cast is amazing. You've got Donald Pleasance playing a, a journalist speaking fluent French throughout. It's um, It's such a and it's such a beautifully shot film whereas this film is completely and completely opposite everything that film is so in 92's BNDM if you haven't seen it it's very uh, anti-colonial it's, it's putting a mirror up to the French in, in Vietnam um, it's, it's clearly anti-war um, and you know it, it is uh, you know an anti-war movie but this one is really oddly jingoistic um, for the time like it's as if no one's learned anything from trying to hold on to colonialism because it seems to end in tears you know in the 50s you've got malaya happening you've got uh, you know borneo's just about to happen the collapse of the british empire is going on as well and hollywood comes out with this really oddly toned jingoistic war movie that seems to be trying to say more about western uh, ideals and uh, colonialism than uh, anti-war sentiment and trying to keep hold of something that isn't yours it's, it's a really odd tone um, right. but but that, I don't think that it, it doesn't help the movie either that it's too concerned in its main character's backstory and trying to make you care for these people whereas obviously with time has allowed us to learn a lot more about the Viet Minh and the VC and the history of Vietnam um, where they're extensively fighting for their own freedom half the time um, you know, until the, until the 1975 and the Vietnam War actually ends. 
and you watch something like this and you think well if if this is how hollywood see the indochina war ending there's no wonder that vietnam went on and went on to be what it became when the u.s got involved um it's just a very interesting movie but then you know interesting movie culturally but then when you actually watch the movie itself as i said it's more interested in the characters it doesn't show enough of the battle like it, it gives you the main beats you've got the outposts with the, the, the ladies names you see the commander you know instead of instead of saying how embittered and battled they are he keeps going about oh we'll fight to the end and all that and i'm like oh, for god's sake you know yeah. you don't you never feel like the battle's lost even at the end where you know everything's going tits up you never feel like the Viet Minh are any, you, they don't give the Viet Minh anything else. Like they don't show them as like an effective fighting force. Cause obviously yeah, why they would they? The credit for the loss yeah. that they're inflicting. Exactly. Yeah. What, but well, why I, would they? Yeah. Well, exactly. It's, it's interesting. You know, the, the making a film about that, that conflict where the U S was already heavily invested, you know, with material mm. terms, you know, support for the French. So, I mean, it's unsurprising that it's jingoistic in tone. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It sounds it sounds really interesting. It, it sounds like see, one it, that you need to watch to get a greater understanding of that early Indochina conflict. Yeah, and especially because there aren't that and many how it's portrayed. Yeah, there aren't that as time yeah. goes on, and there aren't that many portrayals of it either. So it doesn't yeah. help. Um, I would I would obviously just say watch BNDM Fu first, mm. um, and then watch this and see how they differ. Because when when the movie's doing set piece sequences like battles and and men shooting at each other and running into trenches it's not bad 50 standards it's decent very pork chop hill-esque sort of right. action um uh, that's how i would sort of say mm. uh, but the scale isn't there so there's not guys coming up down off hills there's not guys going up hills fighting patrols things like that there's nothing like that um you've just got to take their word for when they're in different parts because you never really gauge where the hell you are half the time whereas in right. 92 you get these beautiful lands landscapes and these beautiful sequences where you can clearly see where people are um and there's some good stock footage cut in as well um of the time so the opening of the movie is really good you get like a strafing run from a french fighter but the footage of that is actual combat footage from bnd and foo and that cuts oh, in wow. really nicely right. and that's the opening sequence is really strong she's like oh wow i'm gonna get this really cool last stand movie and it doesn't happen <laughs> that, that's the most right. annoying thing about it um and then in terms of kit, quickly, you've got M1 carbines, M1 Garands. There's a really interesting mocked-up um, DP-28, which I think might be mocked up off of a Lewis gun. Um, and then all of the French uh, soldiers are in uh, Duck Hunter camo, um, which is interesting because I don't think <laughs> I don't think Hollywood at the time had a quite a good back catalogue of French uniforms. Um, so it is just what they can cobble together yeah if they weren't like 1920s legionnaires then i don't think they. yeah yeah it's just interesting kid, did they? it's interesting to see how they're portrayed i mean no they did wear duck hunter out there um but it's very it's interesting anyway and it's nice to see a lot of m1 carbines always i think they're they're quite inherently linked to that com conflict um but yeah i mean it, i unless you're very into that period of history i wouldn't say it's an instant classic but i would say it's it's worth rooting out if you want to see how that war is portrayed on screen. Cause it is very interesting how a movie made in 55, it's very pro war and then pro Vietnam, you know, pro South Vietnam, pro anti, sorry, anti-communism. That's what it is. That's that movie. It really is. Um, Cause it, it's weird. It does a thing where at the start, it likens the French battle at 
Bien Dien Phu, it likens it to Dunkirk and, oh, and okay. things like that. It's a very odd tone. Right. It, it, it's interesting yeah. to watch just for that. Um, but if you want a greater understanding of how that how that war revolves, then this is one to start off with and then go on to things like Green Berets, um, Hamburger Hill. You know, you can follow that whole war on film, it would seem. You could, um, you can. That's really interesting. There are not many wars you can say that about, actually. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's my pick for this week. Um, if you can find it, it's interesting. But I would wait until we cover the Indian food because I think it'd be interesting to compare them at points. Yeah, I, I, I would like to watch it actually. So I, I probably will seek it out even if you know before we, we get to the NBA. Yeah, yeah, ninety two. Um, but it sounds interesting, even if it's just for that whole context of yeah, you know, like anti-communist, um, House of Un-American Affairs stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Post-colonialism it just sounds interesting as mm. as a bit of a like a, a cultural touchstone yeah. for the depiction probably the one of the earliest depictions or the earliest depiction of, of that war yeah it's true yeah and surprisingly for such a huge battle there and such an important battle in french history there's only two it seems to be two movies on it well and then obviously there's a third indochina war movie with 317 platoon by paul yeah. schoendorfer again which we need to see because yes. we're seeing clips of it that looks movie so it looks, oh, it it's, looks the, so good oh it's it's a match of tracking down at english uh, subs yeah, for it. we're having um, trouble. If anyone out there has a version they wouldn't mind letting us see, we'd be very happy <laughs> to take that off your hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's it for this week. I think so. Again, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review on the various podcast channels that you listen to the show on. Follow us on social media. We, we're on, uh, I think I said Snapchat earlier, but I don't think we are. <laughs> don't know why i said that but we're on facebook instagram twitter and now tiktok as well rob's yeah smashing it over on tiktok with some great content and so i'm going to start doing some uh, different things on tiktok um so you might want to get over there because it, it's going to be stuff that is podcast related but not necessarily about the film it might cover. it might be the, the the straw that finally breaks my back and makes me get tiktok <laughs> who knows <laughs> yeah anyway guys thank you so much for listening don't forget to uh check out uh fightingonfilm.com check out the rest of our episodes and our, our back catalogue and who knows you might have a fourth binge thanks for listening guys and we'll, hopefully we'll see some of you at the NARM next week that'd be great bye everyone bye guys bye bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.